It isn't often that a television personality stays in a certain area for an extended period of time. The person that I originally interviewed in January was in Kansas City weather for just over 40, and that's four zero years. He worked for channels five and four, was the chief meteorologist of Fox 4 for 30 of those 40 years, if I have my math correct. When he retired late last year, proud I am to say, the first person that he talked about it with was me. It was an honor to have him on. And it's an honor to have this opportunity to replay this broadcast for you tonight. 30 Minutes with Mike Thompson, next. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and Happy New Year. We welcome you to our first new edition of New Directions for 2019 here on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Terry Runyon. Glad to have you with me for the next 30 minutes, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce this gentleman to you, too. It feels very different to me to say this, but I'm going to go ahead and say this in introduction, and that is he is the former Fox 4 meteorologist, former Fox 4 chief <laughs> meteorologist, that is. Um, he has broadcasted weather for over 40 years, and, I ha- and he has been and continues to be, I know, active in the community. You probably recognize the laugh, so without further ado, I'm going to bring him on. Fox 4 meteorologist, former, I beg your pardon, Fox 4 meteorologist, yeah. Mike Thompson. Mike, welcome to Thank New you. Directions. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Thank you, Terry. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing really well. It's uh, It does feel a little bit odd uh, not uh, standing in front of the camera every day, but um, it's, uh, I could, I could kind of get used to this. It's, it's, a, it's definitely a new direction for us. And, uh, so my wife and I are trying to figure that out because, uh, you know, she's used to me being gone in the afternoon and evening hours and all of a sudden I'm here and, and I think it's confusing her just a little bit. <laughs> you have been married how long? 42 years. She is actually oh the gosh. reason that, yeah, a long time. Uh, we were high school sweethearts, and and um, she actually is the reason I got into television in the first place, by accident, by the way. And uh, so um, had had she not told me to go find a job uh, back when I got out of the Navy, I probably would have been, who knows, hauling hay or something like that. So uh, it's uh, it's been a good run, and, you know, it, it's very tough for uh, – spouses of those on television because they give up a lot of time and they have to do quite a bit with the uh, kids and, and stuff when you're especially when you have a night uh, nighttime type uh, job you know the kids school things uh, she had to deal with that so uh, she's put up with it for 42 years and, and now all of a sudden she goes well, what are you doing around the house here so, <laughs> but I think she's enjoying it well, I'm glad to hear that. You you had mentioned the Navy. You started doing weather forecasting in the Navy, did you not? Yeah, I mean, originally I was interested in weather coming out of high school and either weather or oceanography. I wasn't sure which, but uh, I went into the Navy and got into their meteorology schools and 
ended up on an aircraft carrier where we forecast weather for the flight operations out at sea. And um, the only reason I was able to get on television is because when we were out at sea, they had a closed-circuit television studio on board. So when uh, we were in flight operations in in an operation area, uh, during the evening hours after flight ops, they would have kind of a little informal news, weather, and sports that they'd broadcast on the uh, closed-circuit system throughout the ship. It was an AF... Uh, AFTRS, American Forces uh, TV and Radio Services or something. So none of the other guys from the weather office would go down. There was one who did, but he was tired of doing it, and so he kind of turned it over to me, and I uh, I did it for a couple of years. But uh, basically it was in a little studio, and uh, you know it was very informal, and uh, you know we got me used to being on camera. And um, when I got out of the Navy in uh, 1979 and uh, came home, I really didn't have an idea what I was going to do. I thought, well, I'll go you know, work as a private forecaster, maybe work for the weather service or something like that. And uh, I was going to just hang around for a week or two, and my wife said, no, Monday you're going to go find a job. So I, uh, I went uh, down to Oklahoma City and uh, applied at a uh, company called WeatherScan International, and they were looking for somebody to go on television. They'd already hired two. They needed three people to go on a, a new television station in Oklahoma City. And uh, so I showed up and, and just out of the blue and uh, applied. And so they took me and I think it was about three other guys over to a television studio. And I'd never been in a real television studio in my life and uh, said, well, do a little bit of weather. So I did a presentation for them and the other three guys did as well, and they they picked me, and uh, so I'd been out of the Navy less. <clears throat> pardon me, less than I'm getting over a cold. Less than a That's week, fun. and uh, and um, ended up on television. So uh, it was just uh, the right place at the right time, and then it it went from there. But uh, it was it was great. Oklahoma City is a great place to start, obviously. A lot of tornadoes, a lot of weather down there, and also a lot of weather research going on, a lot of storm chasing, and that was in the 70s and 80s when a lot of that stuff was brand new. It wasn't as ubiquitous as it is now, you know. So, uh, And there wasn't a weather channel, so um, a lot of things have changed. I really think I hit at just the right time because um, now, you know, you've got so much interest in weather, uh, from young people and, and people going into meteorology, the, the competition is pretty doggone stiff. And uh, I hit it right at the, the beginning of that wave where meteorologists were starting on television. So I was just you know, very, very fortunate to hit at the right time. How long were you in Oklahoma City then? Uh, 1979 to 1982, I think it was. Uh, right around, yeah, in, in 82 we left, and uh, early 82, might have been late 81. So we were there a couple of years and then went to Charlotte, North Carolina, and worked at uh, NBC. I actually worked at two stations in Oklahoma City. I was on that first station for a very short period of time then translated over to the uh, CBS affiliate, the KWTV, and worked with a fellow named Gary England who actually – uh, if you watch the movie Twister, Gary is in the movie Twister. 
he was chief meteorologist back then, and he just recently retired in the last probably five or six years, I guess. And um, he was he was a, an icon in uh, weather in Oklahoma. So I was very fortunate to work with him and uh, then went to Charlotte, North Carolina, where I became the primary meteorologist uh, for the NBC affiliate and then ended up in Kansas City. So uh, it, it worked out pretty well. I started in Kansas City, and it was a very short stint in North Carolina because the television station was kind of weird. and <laughs> So you know, a lot of moving very, very quickly, but ended up in Kansas City in 83. I'm sorry, you said 83 you came to Kansas City? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was 81 when I left Oklahoma City and then was in Charlotte for only about 14 months at the NBC affiliate. Worked there, interestingly, with a lot of people who went on. Uh, it was uh, Doug McElway is a good friend of mine, and he's on Fox News. I worked with Doug there and worked with uh, a fellow named Bob Rayford, who was a primary anchor, and he was a good friend of Willard Scott's. Uh, oh my gosh! Bob was yeah. Oh yeah, Bob was originally from New York. Uh, I ended up having dinner one time with Willard Scott, and that was that was a hoot. Uh, and it, it was fun. Charlotte was a great time. We had uh, a fellow named Lou Tilly who did the sports, who ended up in Boston. Lou is now doing um, Chinese football with Dick Vermeil, and um, there's some some big company back east. And uh, Amanda Davis uh, was the primary anchor also, and she went on to be an anchor in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, uh, Amanda just died here recently. So, uh, oh you know, I got, it's it's a small business. You get to know a lot of people all over the country, and I was very fortunate. And know, you know, know people all over the place. So it's it's kind of a neat deal. And then obviously came to Kansas City and ended up working here for uh, um, 36, almost 37 years. And, uh, so it's been, it's been great. This is, this is really home to us because we've been here for so long. The weather systems that you worked with, can, can you compare what kind of equipment you had say between Oklahoma city and Kansas city? Were you working with green oh. screens? Were you working with maps? How were how you working that? Well, you know, the green screens were really starting to come into play about the time I started um, or a little bit before John Coleman, who was the uh, meteorologist on good morning America way back years ago. Uh, oh, yeah. John started, started the, the green screen movement and uh, the chroma key is what was really called. And um, I used to watch him on good morning America when I was on the ship and uh we all sat around and thought, man, that'd be a great job. Well, I, I ended up getting to talk to John years later, and, and what a nice fella. He just passed away a couple of years ago, but he was really a pioneer in the industry, in the television industry and the weather industry altogether. And uh, so, yeah, we used the green screen uh, all my career, although when I was into weather, uh, they were still kind of transitioning that way. There wasn't much that we had that we could use on the green screen because we didn't have the computer technology back then that we do now. So we still used a lot of the old magnetic maps where you drew the, the fronts and put the numbers on the, on the maps. And, you know, it was very, very simple. And I remember some of the guys saying, Oh man, when we get computers, it's going to make our lives so much easier. And 
actually it went the opposite direction. You know, what used to take 15 or 20 minutes to prepare a weather cast now it takes hours because of all the computer technology you have to utilize to create the graphics. And, you know, they do a lot for you, the, the computers do. But to make to make it work well, you have to really work on it. And, uh, you know, I had to end up managing a number of different computer systems at Fox 4 when I was uh, working there to, to uh, keep keep those computers working and alive. You, have, you know, back them up and make sure that software updates were installed and things like that. So fortunately, again, I, I hit that at the right time because computers were coming out of their infancy uh, during the course of my career, and I was able to keep up with the technological improvements and uh, keep pace with all of that. So, yeah, I think the first computer that I used uh, on air was uh, like a – it was a Commodore 64 or something like that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was crude and rudimentary, you know, and eight colors. It was uh, from a, country, a company called Color Graphics, which was based out of Wisconsin. And uh, they're still there. They're, still, uh, they're now Weather Central, which is merged with WSI. All these big weather companies have merged into big conglomerates now because the competition is so crazy. So, you know, oh I've gone from the Stone Age of weather to uh, what we have now, which is, you know, very, very sophisticated stuff. When you came to Channel 5, I remember that there were just mainly two meteor. I beg your pardon, two weathercasters. You were the first meteorologist, mm-hmm. I believe, were you not? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, although uh, Alan Pearson, uh, who was a meteorologist, worked for the National Weather Service, had a very short stint there just before I got there. Um, Alan had been the head of the Storm Prediction Center, and he I don't know how long he was there, but it was a very, very short period of time. Uh, and then I, I think Fred took back over from him and then uh, Fred Broski. And then yeah. I, Fred decided he wanted to step back a little bit, and uh, so I came on and got to work with Fred for a number of years before he completely retired. And, uh, and Fred, Fred's uh, still out there, uh, you know, on Facebook and everything else having a lot of fun. So <laughs> I, see, I see his posts every now and then. I follow him. I think he follows me. So it's kind of funny. I- <laughs> I need to go. I need to go have some of his barbecue that he was talking about. I'll tell you what. Yeah, Howard's um, actually a pretty good cook. <laughs> from from my understanding, he is. I just haven't found that out. Was it just Fred that you worked with in in the weather center at Channel Five, or did you have anybody else besides him? Yeah, it was it really. It was just Fred. Uh, we ended up getting a, a guy that was behind the scenes named Jack Smalley. Uh, who Jack and he came out of KU, had his degree from KU, but uh, never could quite break on into the on-air part of it, and uh, ended up getting. He now flies. Last I knew, uh, for the DEA, <laughs> believe it or not, but he was Bobby kind of darn. behind the scenes and helped out a little bit. Uh, we had, um, gosh, <laughs> it was me and Fred. I, I think that was it, as, as I recall. And uh, probably darned. Then, I, yeah, pretty much. I, I'm trying to remember who did weekends after Fred left. Um, gosh, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been well, it's 27 years since I've been there because I was at Channel right. Five for about nine years. Uh, right. So we had had several people come through there, 
for short stints, and uh, as I recall. But uh, one fellow who ended up being a consultant, Steve something. <laughs> I can't remember. It's been a while. So that no, was, no that was primarily it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's move to Channel 4 because there was one story that I remember. You were the first meteorologist at Channel 4 also, weren't you? Correct. Yeah, I came in for Dan Henry. Uh, and Dan had decided, you know, he was going to retire. Dan was about 68 when he decided to hang it up. And, and Dan, you know, obviously, I go back to what I said earlier, I hit it really at the right time because I was the, it was the time when I was replacing the fellows who were station announcers, people like Fred and people like Dan, who had good voices and, and did that sort of thing and uh, and ended up doing weather. And then uh, into the vanguard of the era now where we have meteorologists doing uh, weather. So, uh, yeah, Dan – and Dan was – boy, he was funny. I remember uh, for the first six months, obviously, I had a non-compete, and I couldn't go on the air. And right. uh, so I, I went to work every day and uh, spent time with Dan, and he was – uh, he was a walking comedy act. I, I would go home at night in pain because I was laughing so hard. So <laughs> he was he was a lot of fun and a very interesting guy. Uh, you know, he had a lot of different interests. He was uh, very interested in a, a an Irish castle, a castle over in Ireland, and he had bought right. the blueprints of this thing and constructed a fiberglass version of the castle from the blueprints. And that was his fascination. He liked to go to Ireland, and, and uh, obviously he liked to sing in the barbershop quartets and stuff. D- Dan was quite the man. He was, uh, you know, very versatile, very smart, and, and awfully funny. The story I heard also, Mike, was that he handpicked you to take his place. Is that true? Well, I I've heard that. I've never I never really asked Dan. I guess I should have. Um, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm honored if that is the case, if that is the truth, uh, but he was very, always very gracious to me. And, uh, Mike McDonald, who actually hired me over there, uh, who was the news director at the time kind of indicated right. that. And, and so I, you know, like I said, I never had direct conversation with Dan about that. I suppose I should have, but I was fairly young and, you know, sometimes you're a little bit timid talking to some of these guys that have been around for so long. And so we never actually had that conversation. I did though, write um, the nomination for Dan's entry to the silver circle award for the Emmys. And uh, I was honored to do that. And because uh, he, he, he really was a pioneer in the business. Uh, he and Fred both, you know, had done a lot uh, leading up to that time. So uh, I was very fortunate to work with both of those guys. You had a bigger staff, I know, at Channel 4 than you had at 5. How many, roughly, how many meteorologists did you, ha- did you have? I know you, when you retired, you had Michelle, Carly Ritter, and Joe Loria, but I know there, over right. time you had more than that, didn't you? No, generally we had about four. At one point, we did have a fifth kind of part-timer. His name was Matt Jensen. He was behind the scenes, and he kind of helped uh, helped Don Harmon out a little bit. 
during the overnight hours. And uh, Matt ended up going to the Air Force, and I think he's still in the Air Force as a meteorological officer. And he was um, he jumped in behind the lines when we invaded Iraq. Uh, he ended up working with the uh, uh, Army Rangers or the Navy SEALs, one of those guys. And uh, so, but Matt was a big, tall kid. He was about six foot eight. <laughs> he could barely fit in the weather center. Uh, but oh generally gosh. we had four. Yeah, interesting fella. And uh, he, he comes through town every now and then. I, I spoke with him not too long ago. Um, but generally it's been about four of us. To, to be honest, we could have used five uh, because there's so much news uh, on the air anymore. You know, so early morning hours are long and uh, and then the late night are long as well and weekends and everything else. Four is just barely enough to cover that all of that work that needs to be done. So we've had uh, a few of them over the years, but we've had been lucky to be very, very stable um, with the group that we had. Uh, and, and, of course, Joe and Carly and Michelle are still there. So, uh, yeah, it's generally it's been about four meteorologists about to cover four. all of that territory. Yeah. And that's not a lot. In, <laughs> I would imagine not. Operate, well, there's somebody in that weather office or was, you know, almost 24-7. Uh, so, you know, barely almost pass each other crossing in the night because um, by the time I'd get out of there, it'd be, you know, 1130 at night. And then the morning people come in around three in the morning. So there's only a few hours in the middle of the night where somebody's not actually there. Sure. Okay. You have covered, as I read on your Facebook page, weather for over 40 years. And I know that. Mm-hmm. What right. what memory stands out in your mind the most as the one that perhaps would be your favorite to cover? Oh gosh, um, that's hard because each one <laughs> there have been so many events over the years. Um, you know, the, the big uh, tornado that went up across the Northland. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a, the favorite, but probably the most uh, tense situation. You know, uh, May fourth, two thousand three, that one that uh, the big F five went across from uh, out around the Legends and up through the the Northland. That was oh yeah, uh, that was a biggie. That was a biggie. Um, and we've had some snowstorms over the years that have been you know, and I'm I'm not a big fan of snow. I just don't like snow. So mostly it was you know trying to figure out those snowstorms. And uh, I remember uh, one Christmas Eve where I ended up, I was eating, uh, we'd gone to church and was eating uh, dinner with my family at uh, Applebee's after after church, and it just started snowing and snowing and snowing. I told my wife, I said, I think I'd probably better go in and cover this. It was uh, So I was there all night, Christmas Eve, into the Christmas oh morning, and the city, I remember driving to work up I-35, and I could barely see 15 feet in front of me in the snow, I was following a snow plow, and the snow plow went over that overpass on Metcalf and over, over I-35 or 635 and I-35. And it was going so fast, it was very heavy, wet snow. And the snow came right over the railing and down onto the hood of my truck and just scared the bejeebus out of me. It was, oh my it was something else. Yeah, and I, I got there. I got there. That's why I have a four-wheel drive truck, so I can get to work in those situations. <laughs> so, you know, snowstorms, things like that. I I've had so many um, weather situations. I, 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 it's hard to pick out any one. 
but I, I think my best memory is, is you know, developing school day at the K uh, for oh, the yeah. uh, for the Royals. Yeah, that that to me is probably my my most fond memory, and that was for 20 years doing that sort of thing, and and uh, turned into a big deal. Um, you know, I just we started off. I had an idea to do this little weather show at Johnson County Community College. And uh, that thing ended up selling out three shows each night, each day uh, for the first years that we did that. And then the Royals came and asked, well, could we, could I develop something for them? And so I said, well, okay, let's, you know, look at that. And it's a whole different ball game to do a show in a stadium as opposed to a controlled theater. And, and so you said I had you did that for 20, look, I'm sorry. Yeah, 20 years. Go ahead. We did, yeah, we did 20 years of that. And of course, it starts small, and you learn your ropes and learn what you can and can't do in a stadium and what you can get away with. But you have to do things a little bit bigger to keep kids' attention, and uh, and that was a lot of fun. And it was copied by a number of major league team, other major league teams around the uh, country, and uh, turned out to be quite quite a big success. And so that's probably one of the things I'm most proud of. But it took a lot of work. It was about six months out of the year I'd be working on that show. And so it's like getting ready for a wedding once a year. <laughs> you know, yeah, a I would imagine so. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing that will stand out in my mind about that also, Mike, is that it happened around my birthday in early May. Oh, yeah, exactly. Bless your heart for and, doing that, by the way. <laughs> well, and it's a, it's a bad time of year to do it because you're going into severe weather season too. But it's right. there's only a very narrow window when you can get away with it because – um, the schools, you know, as the schools are getting out, uh, the weather's finally getting nice enough to have an event outside. So it's very, it's tenuous. You know, we had one year we got snowed out and ended up having to do the show in June. And that was, uh, that was a problem, but generally the weather cooperated for the most part, uh, which was pure luck. You know, over 20 years, we only had one show that was, uh, was closed out due to weather. So, it worked out pretty well. We ended up, you know, selling the place out uh, for the show. And, uh, you know, there's some restrictions about how many tickets they can sell because of season ticket holders and things like that. Uh, right. But we you know, generally we're getting 15 to 18,000 kids uh, for the show every year. And, and that's a bunch of, that's a lot of kids and it's a lot of fun. When you first got into Channel 4, we did, we did not talk about this off air. I wanted to ask you at this point. You used to do promos at Channel 5 for Wayside Waves. Do you still do any kind of business with them now? I I don't. I mean, that was one thing that we started at 5. And, of course, when you do something with one television station, you have to kind of leave it behind when you go to the next. But, yeah, sure. we did we did Wayside Waves and some of the other shelters around town uh, for animal adoptions and uh, – and of course, I you know now they they do it on four as well on the morning shows on the weekend. I know, uh, and, mm-hmm. and kind of translated over that. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. We go all over town, get to know the different people, and and uh, I've had a lot of. I, I tell you what, the animal acts. I've kind of given up on the animal acts. I did some stuff where it not with the dogs and cats, but with the elephants and bulls and things like that. It got a little bit dangerous, <laughs> so. I had one, I was uh, doing a live shot out at Benjamin Ranch one time when I was at Channel 5, and I was sitting on a bull. They they convinced me to get up on this bull and said, oh, it's fine, it'll be safe. 
that I'm sitting there starting to do the weather in this bowl. I could tell it was getting twitchy <laughs> or antsy or something. <laughs> and all of a sudden, right in the middle of the weather cast, he just bucked me off. And uh, oh, so I flew off the, uh, oh, that, that hurt. Flew off the bowl right onto the ground. I was okay, but I thought, well, I'm never going to do that again. Uh, <laughs> And I've had a situation where I did a live shot at the zoo and the elephant took his snout and just kind of ran it right up my leg and uh, kind of, uh, <laughs> it was a mess. So uh, I, uh, I, I gave up the animal stuff after all of that. And I did a horse race once. Well, yeah, I did the barrel race in Charlotte one time with the uh, sports guy and I don't, I'm not very good with horses at all. Didn't, didn't, uh, mess with him much when I was growing up and I was riding uh I told him to give me the oldest most feeble horse you can give me and uh so I, I jumped on the horse and I couldn't get it to go so I got down and walked it around the first barrel it wouldn't go and so uh, second barrel same deal when we got to the third barrel at the end of the arena uh the horse knew what to do and he took off straight for the chute at the far end of the arena I wasn't ready for it. I was barely holding on. That thing was at a full gallop. And I was kind of on there sideways, seeing my life flash before my eyes. Of course, the cowboys in the crowd, and it was a rodeo, thought it was an act and thought I was, knew what I was doing. I had no idea what I was doing. I was scared to death. I was able to pull myself back up onto the horse before it got down into the chute at the end. I thought, no, I'm not going to do that again either. So <laughs> you do some kind of goofy yeah. things when you're younger. That, uh, yeah, I oh, gave sure. up on the animal acts finally. So, <laughs> One final question before I let you go. I'm up against the end of the end of the half hour, sorry to say. Yeah. Um, no, that's okay. You used, you used to do Chiefs forecasts, I think, at the end of your four, at, after end of your weather casts a lot. Can you give me one uh -huh. for Saturday? Oh, gosh. You know what? I haven't looked that close, to be honest. I do know it's going to get a little bit colder this weekend. Uh, and so I don't, uh, but I think the weather's going to be okay. I think it'll be dry. I just, I hadn't peeked that closely at it. So you caught me off guard on that one, Terry, I'm afraid. But, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> Mike. I, I meant to get a score from you though, too. Oh, score. Well, we're going to win. It's going to be like 70 to nothing because I'm pretty sure this is in Mahomes is going to have a field day. This is, this is going to be exciting. This is I, I think this young man is something else, and he's he's got a really good um, uh, attitude about things, and uh, I really like him an awful lot. I, I you know he's he's not cocky, and uh, I'm just really happy that we've got him. Sunday looks cold, by the way. Is it Sunday? The game is Sunday. Yeah, it's, Sunday it's Saturday. Does look cold. It's Saturday. It is Saturday. Well, Saturday's going to get chilly too. Uh, we got that front passing south of us. In fact. I'm just looking at the maps. There's a slight chance of a little bit of wet snow. So let's see how that I'm, goes. Um, Mike, Mike, it's been a pleasure, my friend. I'm up against it. I got to go. Okay. Thank you, Terry. Thank you very much, Mike, for getting this going. We'll do this again, my friend. Thanks again. All right. Sounds good. How long have you been doing this? Since last October, actually. Oh, is that right? I see Blog Talk I, Radio's. Headquartered out of Lakewood, New Jersey. That's kind of a neat deal. And and what it basically is is um, it, it's free radio. It's internet radio is all it is. Uh huh. Uh huh. And you could, you could do this under several subjects. You can have guests. You can do all of this. 
You can do everything. Huh. Interesting. Very and interesting. you can go into you can do some pre do a thirty minute packages for free. You could do two hours, three hours, however many you wanted to do. So, huh, huh, interesting, interesting. I'd never heard of that. That's kind of a neat deal. So can you give you that for a year? Not quite a year. Just started in October. Huh, interesting. Well, that's kind of neat. That's kind of neat. Do you uh do you will you eventually try to build it up into something that pays or do you do it for just kind of for fun or what's the deal on that? Well for fun to start with, but I'm hoping to blossom this into something bigger. Maybe get some of the stations radio stations maybe somewhere down the line T V too to listen to it. Mhm. 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 Yeah, anymore. It's, it's amazing what you can get into with this internet stuff. That's for sure. Well, no I, I appreciate that. you having. Me, yeah, I appreciate you having me on, Terry. It's it's an honor to have you, Mike. Thank you for coming on with me. It means a lot. Sure thing. All righty. Bye bye. Bye bye, Mike. Thanks. We'll see you on the radio with Val Wallace on Friday and game plans for the show. I guess I still had time to work with. I'll go ahead and kind of give you a little look ahead. This coming Friday, we will preview the Chiefs game. Al Wallace will be my guest at that point. He also is a former Fox 4 personality. And I guess with that, I'll end it at this point. It was good to be with you. Good to have Mike Thompson with us to start this this year of Log Talk Radio. And until we talk further about plans, see you on the radio. I have had a lot of respect through the years, and I still have, for Mike Thompson. And the work that he was able to do for both channels 5 and 4. When he retired in 2018, I was very concerned that they were going to try, the channel 4 that is, was going to try to hire an outsider. But they ended up not doing that. They ended up promoting longtime weekend meteorologist Joe Loria to the top spot. And Channel 4, I, speaking for those that are fans of Fox 4 like I am, I could not be happier. I like that move very much. The man that took Joe's place came back to this area, Gary Frank. I enjoy his weather forecasting and I've also enjoyed Michelle and Carly. In my view, Channel 4 has the best weather team in Kansas City. When we had the severe storm that we had in late May, I would not have listened to anybody else other than Joe, Michelle, Carly, and Gary. And I do believe that they had a very, very good influence for many years. Whose name was Mike Thompson, and it was a lot of fun to have him on with me in early January. Mike, thank you very much. It meant a great deal, my friend. And that's going to do that's going to wind things up for the New Directions podcast. My name is Terry Runyon. We'll see you next time on the radio. Until then, so long everybody. <laughs>